Welcome to Fit Mind Fit Body, the podcast where we dive into the synergy between running, mindfulness, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Michelle Frost, coming to you with an energy pack series that's as nuts as it is inspiring. We're about to embark on a journey with some incredible individuals who've taken up the Gone Nuts 101 challenge. In fact, I think I've heard it's 103 kilometers. And that's right, it's 103 kilometers of Tasmania's breathtaking trails that will test the limits of their bodies and their minds. In this series, you'll be meeting a few of the brave souls taking on this epic adventure. We'll check in with them monthly, getting the lowdown on all their training, the ups and the downs, and all of the in-betweens. And of course, we'll wrap it all up with a post-race celebration episode, where we'll hear all the war stories and the triumphs from the finish line. So lace up your sneakers and pop in your earbuds. And let's get ready to go nuts. In this episode, we're learning a little more about Sharon Gunton and why she's taking on the Gone Nuts Challenge. All right, today we're doing our introductory episode with the lovely Sharon Gunton. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Michelle. It's really nice to talk to you, especially because about five minutes ago, I was talking to your husband, which is quite funny. (laughs) And he had his hearing aids in and I couldn't hear any other conversation. Oh, did he? Is that? Oh. So I went straight to his hearing aid. That's so cool. I love it. (laughs) Yes, I couldn't even sort of hear weak and answer. Yeah. You love to listen to the episode. So the unique thing is that you and Timmy um, are the only married couple in my group of people who are I'm interviewing about the Gone Nuts in this Gone Nuts series. Um, but I think it's it's probably not. It is unique in that I'm interviewing them, but it's it's kind of um, an unusual kind of thing with having a, a married couple off doing these crazy things. It's, All right. Yeah. Let alone having them both on my uh, podcast, I think it's even more cooler. So thank you for agreeing to jump on. Now, mm-hmm. anybody who wants to learn more than they'll learn about Sharon right now, can go back and actually listen to her episode because Sharon does have an episode that already exists on the podcast. I think unlike most of the other people who are joining us for this series um, have not been on the podcast before. So you're a bit unique in that way as well, Sharon. So oh, good job. Thank you. I'll, I'll put a link in your podcast notes to your episode too. So if people want to go and get a bit more in depth about you and your running, they can do mm. it there. But in the meantime, as an introduction, I'd like you to just give people a little bit of an understanding of of Sharon Gunton, like where you grew up, like just a bit of background, where you grew up, what kind of work you've done, that kind of stuff. Right. Yes, grew up in Launceston. Um, We got married, had a child, and he was actually sick as a baby um, with asthma. We'd gone on a holiday to Queensland and he, he... in Launceston, he'd been on um, nebulizers every two hours yeah. with asthma and that. We went up there and um, we had he had no problem. So within coming back within a ooh, month and a half, we were living in Queensland. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, Tim applied for a job, um, got it. Um, it was with the company he was already working with. They moved us up there. And um, and then we spent 10 years in Brisbane. Wow. And um, then... 
he was 15 at that stage. So um, we come back and he finished off year 11 and 12 back in Launceston. Mm -hmm. So with running, um, I suppose the big running career started in Queensland. Um, mm -hmm. I was running on a treadmill in a gym, um, girl either side, well, woman either side of us. Um, she just moved from New Zealand, started talking to me. Um, she'd ran a lot of trails um, and she's like, do you want to go and run outside instead of on the treadmill? And the other woman on the other side said, I can run too. And that became a nearly 10-year, five-day-a-week that we ran together. At oh. um, We'd do, do school pick, drop off, and then we'd meet at the gym and we ran all weather, like 35 degrees and, yep, and we'd – just run all around Brisbane wow. and then go back and we do a gym session or things like that, socialise as well. Um, she was very good. She, If I was working in the gym, I was an instructor at Torn Fitness Centre, um, she would take my child and, yep, she'd take him home while I'd done the classes and then I'd go around and pick him up and hmm, wow, that it's, was. It's interesting because like when, Tim, when I was talking to Timmy just a minute ago, he was talking a lot about his whether it was the team sport or or the running, and people seem to be a big reason why you guys do what you do when it comes to your sport. Like your your description just then is around the people that you that you did it with, and that that was a really important part of that adventure. Yes, and then the other one was there was another couple of women that I met and just started talking to at the gym. Well because I, I suppose I was there so much because I worked there. Yeah. Um, and they said they ran and um, once again they were transient like we were. So um, I started running with them and then we started up, the three of us started up Launceston, uh, Brisbane Running Buddies. Oh. So um, by the time we left Brisbane, there was probably 70 would run on a Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, they attracted that group attracted some amazing runners as in um there was a guy Taiwanese businessman he was down here for Ross Marathon which I didn't catch up with him but when we we're in Brisbane 20 years ago we'd done 100 marathons so I think he's probably up to 500 now oh, that's um, incredible. yeah so um and we spent Christmas with them um so that was our sad day we'd do a run we'd have a barbecue or we'd do a twilight run and then we'd go to someone's place and we'd have a barbecue and, yeah, so yeah. there'd be. And we still go. Um, we went last year up. They've sort of moved out of Brisbane now except one of them. So, um, yeah, we go and stay with her in New South Wales. And, oh. yeah, so we like Christmas Day we'd run the track, do a track run, sprint session, and then um, have a glass of champagne and then we'd have all lunch together. We'd have a barbecue and. Mount Cutha or somewhere like that because no one had being transient. We were yeah. my family. So that's so yeah. cool. I love that. I love the way it's community, really, isn't it? Mm. You made your own community there like that with and running yeah. being the central sort of activity that everybody's connected with. Yes. And then one of the the one that we stayed with in New South Wales, um, she's got a green jersey for comrades in South yeah. Africa. So what we does do that a mean? lot of what is the um, green? She's done it consecutive or ten times. Is it ten? Yeah, for the green wow. jacket. So, um, yeah, and a special number and stuff. But yeah, we done a lot of training with her. So she was so well organised. Mm -hmm. uh, is there? 
Tim's phone's gone flat. Um, she was oh. so well organised that um, she'd organise people to pick her up every 20Ks or 10Ks. Yeah. So I'd run 10Ks with her and then someone else had come in and run 10Ks, so I'd run back. So I'd got a 20K run and then they'd run 10Ks and then they'd run back to the car just to um, keep her going. Oh, I so love that was, it. Yeah, so we'd done a lot of training but never actually done comrades, but yeah. I think all of us probably could have done with the training we'd done with her. So, yeah. <laughs> that support role that you did. Yeah, and then um, we just used to do runs, like marathons together. We all went and done the first, well, the marathon. It was called the Blue Line for the Sydney Olympics. Yes, I remember the Blue Line because I was yeah. living in, in Sydney at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'd go down there and do that. Um, every couple of years we'd go and do Canberra Marathon mm-hmm. as a group, and Toowoomba. So, yeah. Oh, wow. You must have really missed them when you left. Yes. Yeah. 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 You still keep in contact with, you know, the core ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, Now I know that you, apart from doing the gym stuff, you also uh, in the Army Reserve on and off over the last however many years that is. That's also quite a physical endeavour. Yes. It's coming. Oh, I've been 19 years, nearly 19 years now. Um. With a few deployments in there, so yeah, I'm lucky enough as a reservist to be able to pick up some deployments, and also um, worked at the school at infantry. So I worked there um, in the stores yep. for the infantry. Yeah. I also oh. happen to know, as I said to Timmy, it's oh. a bit funny talking to him because I, I had to keep saying that as well. I also know you did this or you did that or. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we. With the forces side of it, with being in the reserves, it has um, opened the doors or made it more accessible for you to do some other events as well when it comes to your running or I don't know about your triathlon. Do you do, you do the triathlon sometime or in the past have you done um, the triathlon stuff with through them? Yes, done five Ironmans under defence. Yeah. So um, ran for the, uh, competed for them with the, mm-hmm. the gear. And the last one was Ironman New Zealand. I actually qualified for Kona under defence. Wow. So um, Australian Defence Force took a group of us to Hawaii that qualified. So we competed over there in the World Championships against other nations' armies. That's amazing. As well as the – well, it was a World Championship, but we were under a defence category. That that opportunity. Yeah, the mm. opportunity to be able to do those kind of things, I think, um, mm. is really cool. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I done um, oh, years ago a high-altitude course with Defence. So um, it was just a group of runners they picked from throughout Australia and we had the PTs, physios, osteos. We had a whole team with us and we had a week of just running, going up, to Falls Creek, um, running in the snow, coming back, yeah, physios, yeah, talking to us all about injuries and how to maintain and, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Then we went back down and, hmm. What do you think that taught you, that experience? Um, Not to say that you're not running in the snow when you're with the army. (laughs) Oh, what do you get to do? What what happens when you say you're not? (laughs) Well, it was snowing and it was like, I'm not running in the snow and, yes, I'm running in the snow. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what it taught was, I don't know, it's, I suppose it all comes down to teamwork and we used to carry on with the sprinters. So they um, made us do a sprint session um, with the sprinters because it was like we're out there for hours, you guys are just doing 100 metres, yeah. you know, however long that takes you. But their warm-ups, um, we were exhausted just starting with their warm-ups and things because they yeah, spent so long warming up for their just their 100-metre, yeah. yeah, their stride-throughs and all things like that, yeah. which a lot of us um, do a little bit of a warm-up, but you just start running. Yeah. And that was yeah. another thing is, like, you need to warm up. Yeah. So it was all to do with the physios, yeah. And how far you can push your body, and mm. so you know. Initially, when I first met you, in in the first few years, you were renowned around here for how many marathons you'd actually done. <laughs> it just oh, seemed like a ridiculous number of marathons. Um. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but it'd be getting close to sixty. Yeah. Yeah. So, and definitely well over fifty. So yeah. How long ago was it you did your first marathon? Uh, the first one was the 2000, the Olympic. Yeah, the blue, blue line, line one. The blue yeah. line one. Yeah. So, um, so 23, 23 years? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all the others, I suppose, in Brisbane, we just we just ran um, and we'd do, you know, the half marathons and things, but it was mainly just running as a group and mm. the social aspect of it. And then someone's like, well, we need to do something with this so well, let's do trips away and of mm. course why wouldn't you want to do that yeah and then <laughs> well we've done every year we've done noosa so we just take um we do an in team event so yeah. there'd be a runner cyclist and yeah so um that was always fun a house full of people doing noosa mm. yeah that sounds that's awesome um mm. on reflection when you think about all of these events that you've done and the different places that you've um, been training, what kind of stands out to you? Are there any that you go, oh, that was just the best, you know, everything worked well, I felt great, the environment was amazing or whatever. Are there any of those events or it could have been a training run that that was just amazing? Um, I suppose a couple overseas, um, St. Petersburg in Russia. Wow. Um running along um, the river, um, all Russia's, they said all Russia's Navy boats were in dock, but I don't think they were. <laughs> <laughs> so running along them, like there was parts of it that was around an industrial, but when you think about the chance as a outsider into Russia to see that, it was pretty special. Um, the other one was Prague. Um, in the Czech Republic, that yeah. was um, all cobblestone, wow. which is hard to run on. You know, like you, you run on roads, you run on trails, but that is just uneven. Um, yeah. Side of your toe doesn't sound like I've done it easy, but um, it's just I don't know, pretty special with all their bridges mm. and mm. and the people. I assume there was a, quite a few people in it in that event. Yes, yes, and. Here you go around and people, Australians talk in runs. Mm. Like if you do the Gold Coast, you come up alongside someone and yeah. how you going and things like that. But um, over there, 
no one was speaking and if you did you didn't actually understand the language anyway because it was just all of Europe yeah lots of different languages around here yeah and then um one that stands out is Marine Corps Marathon in Washington DC yeah yeah I we were running along um and I had a defense force singlet on and I was running along and there was four Defence Force, different colour singlets um, or different singlets because we were under different reasons to be there. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, wow, can you run along in America and there's Australian soldiers <laughs> all running for defence, yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's really yeah. cool. In fact, that's funny that you mentioned that one because that was one that Timmy brought up that he said he really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind yeah. of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, mm. All right. So oh, one thing I did want to say is I recall while we're talking about marathons, uh, when I did my first marathon, Sharon said to me, uh, make sure in every marathon that you go in that you make a friend. So when I, <laughs> I may not make necessarily make the friend while I'm running, also sometimes I have, but when you're, you know, you just cross the line or you're going to pick up your bib or, or you're doing, you know, in one of those queuing kind of areas, um, I have always made a, made it a point to say hello to somebody around me and have a little chat. It's been really nice. Great advice. Thank you, Sharon. Right. <laughs> and the girl you talked to, well, the lady you talked to was from Launceston, wasn't she? Yeah, that's right. I remember actually that was one of them. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I just remembered that I needed to say hello to everyone. <laughs> so thank you. Um, all right. I do, uh, keep going to say I, I also know, because I know you quite well, um, that Timmy signs you up for lots of things, <laughs> your husband. Did he sign you up for Gone Nuts unbeknownst to you or did you mo- both make the decision together? No, or- he did actually ask me and he made a point to remind me that he'd asked me five times. Or so it's usually three times and then I just give in and this time it was five. Um so that I was 100% sure that it was my decision. So I couldn't actually tell people that he just signed me up. Oh, I see. Mm. So, <laughs> yes, no, I, yes, I did say yes. That's awesome. I like to hear that you're not being forced into this event that I'm now. <laughs> <Yes. having. laughs> um, so why do you want to do it? What is What do you want to get out of going into Gone Nuts? Ooh. Oh, I, the achievement to finish is. What will that mean if you can if you can finish it? What does that achievement mean to you? Uh, well, as you get older with injuries, um, mm-hmm. health, you know, as you get older, there's different health things as a female. Um, I feel at the moment or up in the last few years, I've sort of been a bit stagnant. Yeah. So... Um, I think it's a bit of a challenge. It will actually make me train properly. Yeah. Um, we done a marathon earlier in the year, Gradation Road, and didn't really um, train because mm. it was just like, well, I know I can run 42Ks. Um, yeah. going to be a hard when you're running and a harder recovery, but I know yeah. I can do it regardless yeah. of the time. But this one, it's not fly by your seat of your pants. It's you have mm. to train and you have to be prepared and train yeah go for a night run and things yeah. like that dusk and oh, i hadn't thought of that that's thanks for bringing that up mind you we've got months to go i hadn't even thought about i should probably go for a run in the dark 
gosh. So, um, yeah, there'll be, you'll probably start picking up on Strava that people will be running later at night and it's like, oh, yeah, you're doing gone nuts. Mm. Mm. Because you're nuts, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> because it is harder to find markers. Mm. And once you get tired um, earlier in the year, yeah, March, March, I'd done a 96K walk for Soldier On. So there was a group mm. of us that walked from Prospect Fire Station to Deloraine, had something to eat there and turned around and come back. Mm. Um, and that is completely different walking at 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, mm. I had one young guy next to me. I think he actually was walking, sleeping. I was quite concerned because he was like, kept having to say, are you awake? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I think my dozed off. Um, yeah, so if you're on your feet for that long, we done that in 20 hours. Yeah, um, wow. So, and we sort of, we had to stay together because we were on the highway. So we mm -hmm. had um, rear and front vehicles, safety vehicles, but we sort of had to, we couldn't spread ourselves out too far on the highway. Mm. So, um yeah, so it's yeah, it's a different thing of doing something when you're tired at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, it's it probably is something that has prepared you for what's going to happen at Gone Nuts. I would think. Yes, yes, because and we've gone nuts. I've only I think we only done well. I have we've only done the twenty five, mm -hmm. so the last section. Mm. Um. Which was really tough, and each person that has done it in a team says that their section was tough. <laughs> so it's interesting to go, well, which ones are toughest? Uh, like, what have we done? Yeah, I know. Why are we doing that? Um, anyway, I have heard it's very beautiful, and I love that the cutoffs are very generous. Yes, yes. Okay. So that was I've sort of come to the conclusion that I think I can walk it in the time. Yeah, that's what I think too. <laughs> Do you use running poles? Out of uh, I'm learning to use them. Hmm. I don't like coming down hills. So we ran last Wednesday, no, the Wednesday before into Mount Jerusalem. Yes. And um, I didn't use poles in, but I used poles most of the way back. Mm -hmm. So um, going uphill is fine, but I I'm a little bit wary about coming downhill. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I will take the poles and I will run with them more. I just find that um, hips have hurt in the past when I've used them on a run. We ran okay. Mount Barrow with them, um, yeah. trying that out, and my hips were really sore. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, with your shoulders, you need to use them in training yeah. to know how much pressure and on your shoulders, mm. Mm. I think that's probably gone nuts maybe a little bit different than clambering down Mount Jerusalem. Yeah, I think so. It does sound yeah. like there is some very steep bits though. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I won't ask. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I don't, I have not done it at any part of it. So I only have hearsay. We can't necessarily trust hearsay, can we? No, not because no. what one person finds hard, someone else doesn't like. Um, last Wednesday, we decided that we'd run up um, from Carvilla 
to the top of Ben Lomond and down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a K in and it was oh, one degrees. It was too cold. It was going to end up snowing, which it did up there. It was oh, wow. end up being minus five. Wow. Um, and I found that hard because a little of legs. Um, Tim can sort of step over rocks mm-hmm. where I have to, yeah, work out which is the best way to get around it. So yeah. mm, there's all that as well. That made me think, um, will you guys do the same training? Like I know Tim was saying that he'll create a program using his experience as a triathlon coach. Um, will you? So do you normally do the same training in these sort of events yes. when you both sign up? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be more uh, – we haven't really talked about it, but the way we have done other events, it'll be over three days of high, like probably not a one-off 70K. It'll be yeah. a couple of 30s and a 20 or something. Yeah, yeah. backing up. Together. Yeah, yeah. So on running road. on tired legs and stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that over the years has worked for us, but mm. it doesn't mean that it works for everyone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean... 20 years ago, I used to have to do the distance before. So I've probably done double the amount of marathons because we had to do the distance to make sure you could do it. And it's like, well, start on tired legs. You're starting event already tired. Yeah. So, you know, as time went on, I suppose you get smarter with training. Yeah. Yeah, that was some of the training I did a few years ago, which is sort of based around heart rate. But the idea was that you didn't actually go even into a 20, you didn't even necessarily run a 20K, didn't run much more than 16, 18 kilometres to run a marathon, which was kind of unheard of when I first started training <clears throat> for marathons, which was quite interesting. <clears throat> so there is lots of ways that you can do it smarter, but you've got to know your own body and I think maybe some things work for some people and don't work for others. So yes, yeah. It's not one mould fits all. So no. What, what are you most frightened of? What are you worried about the most about this race? Getting lost. Getting lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Someone said the other day that how um, they'd gone off track. Yeah. And what happened to them? They obviously got found because they told you. They about got, it. yeah. Um, <laughs> someone directed them back with a light. Okay. Started, um, but just going off track. But yeah. since then, um, I think the track has, yeah, luminous lights, um, is a little bit better. Um, marked then yeah. each year it's got better so okay. then the first... was, was it 2017 I think was the first year I feel like that was so mm. uh, so we must be into year six or something now so something, yeah so as things have gone on they've realized where people have gone off track or yeah. and brought them back on but yeah yeah I've had yeah over the years have heard a couple of people that sort of went off track and had to stop and refocus and that and that's can be just purely because they were tired as well mm. and yeah not concentrating enough and just not aware of what was the situation awareness mm. yeah and once you start running and you start getting tired your brain just does not work like it would normally yes. you'd normally think this is obviously where the path is but you know you put a bit of darkness and like exhaustion in there and that's, yeah, you're not making logical mm. decisions always. Yes. No, I remember uh, one Ironman, I couldn't subtract the time I'd been on my th- 
feet to the cutoff time. I just <laughs> couldn't do the simple maths. So taking 12 away from 16, I was just, yeah, it was just got quite upset with myself because I just couldn't do maths. It was just. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the training? Um, I quite like the achievement after, like, tiring when you're training but when you look back on it a few days later um Mm -hmm. on what you've done and how you feel and then you go well six months ago um I couldn't back up three days in a row um I couldn't yeah like I've rode two days in a row now um and I haven't done that for a while so come (laughs) hold on a sec we'll get her back All right, we just had a bit of a bleep there for a minute when the battery on the phone went dead. So the question that I'd asked you, Sharon, was what are you looking forward to in your training? And you were talking about how you quite like that backing up, that being able to do something you knew that you wouldn't be able to do, say, three or four months ago because you've got that much fitter. So I suppose I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's that getting fitter you kind of look forward to. Yes, and it's um, how you can yeah improve. And like I said, the... um two bike rides yesterday, uh, one yesterday, one today, try for a run tomorrow, run about 15 Ks. And, um, yeah, it's all to reflect then on Monday going, oh, yeah, that's a couple of weeks ago I was really struggling and the run was a lot easier. Yeah, and it's improving your fitness. Mm, Yeah, I love that. I think there is something about, you know, with our bodies and our health and as we get a bit older because you and I aren't that much different in age, we really appreciate good health. Like it's, we really appreciate it now. Like when we were younger, it was like they say youth is wasted on the young people. <laughs> it's kind of feels yes. like that sometimes on reflection, you know, now that we're getting older and little things seem to make us feel, you know, we limp a bit more or we feel a bit crappier or whatever <laughs> as we get older. Um, we really appreciate it when we are feeling good and our bodies do do amazing things that maybe we, we couldn't have done a few months ago because we were consistent. Yes, and I have... Um quite a bad back so um if that holds up that's another thing it's like oh well I don't have to take two lots of painkillers today I only have to take one so Mm. so so, and and that comes down to um I work with exercise physiologists um helping me strengthen that and osteo so and um yeah so that all helps too that you know that all right, yep, I'm not wasting my time going to the exercise physiologist once a week or the gym sessions. I have um, am improving with back strength or abdominal strength. And, yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, it'll be probably for another month a lot of um, cross-training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of ease off the running a bit and we'll probably do some cross-training, which we've done a bit this week, um, cycling, gym, swimming, and then... Um, yeah, be every second day a run or something. So. Yeah. So you'll be able to let us know every month how you're going with your training and, and what it might look like and how you're changing it up a bit too, which will be really interesting, and hopefully how your body's holding up to it all. Yes. Yes, that'll be good. I was supposed to swim last night and end up just sitting in the spa at the aquatic centre. Well, that sounds fun. <laughs> it was. And maybe your body needed it. Who knows? Yeah, I walked into the pool and it was like, oh, no, swimming because I'd already cycled 
and then walk the dog for 7Ks in the afternoon and then it was supposed to be a swim and it's like, oh, no, just go and sit in the spa. <laughs> I love that. It sounds like you, that was actually what you needed to do, so I'm glad you yes. did that. Yes. <laughs> That's what a lot of people do. Was it, um, I was talking to Amy yesterday and she was saying how what a lot of us, you know, runners ignore in our training is actually recovery and that's the recovery that is potentially almost more important than the actual training because it's Mm. the time that your body gets stronger is when you give it time to recover and it builds the new muscles and the new, not very medical, but it builds all the bits and pieces that we need in order to, um, to improve, get fitter and healthier. Mm. So it's probably And the massages Mm. um, haven't had regular massages, but once step the training up, It'll be a regular once a week, once a fortnight massage. Okay. I was thinking about that myself. I need to. Which yeah. helps for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I need that. Yeah. So what part of your people. body is it particularly good for, do you find, the massage? Shoulders and lower back. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting because you're running, um, you don't think so much about your shoulders, do you, even though it is actually an all all body sport really you use all parts yes I um when I get tired I throw my hands across the front of my chest okay so I know when I'm getting tired and um yeah you have to keep reminding myself to stand up chest out pull your shoulders back because they'll slump over yeah um and that's just tiredness and so that's another mental thing I do is um yeah pull your shoulders back Stand up, run straighter. And, mm. Oh, that's fascinating. So. Oh, I need to think about that myself. Um, All right. Now, I don't want to keep you much longer because we're going to get into lots of your, you know, your training and over the our little sessions each month. But is there anything, like the purpose of this whole series really is to try and encourage people to realise that they too, they can be like us, like we're not any kind of, you know, magical unicorn. We can all do it, do these kind of, endeavors of these endurance events if you want to but you just have to plan and you just have to you work out what it is you need to do and then you need to do it so um is there anything that you, if somebody was listening to this podcast and thought oh I'd love to do that kind those kind of events or even this event what would you suggest be to be their first step in exploring whether you know what to do next basically that they can do it but don't be too hard on themselves mm-hmm. so if you have a program I found over the years with people, um, they have to, they're unwell, they have a cold or um, chest infection or something, and they're like, I have to do this. It's like, no, missing one session on your program and recovering is better or beneficial than um, Pushing through. putting your body in more stress and getting more injuries. Mm. So, yeah, I found over the years that... Um, People stress out quite a bit about their programs mm-hmm. um, and you need to adjust it for your life Yeah, because, once again, everyone's body's different and everyone's life is different. Mm. So you need to you still train and still do it but manipulate it. If you don't do the 5K run today, do it Saturday and yeah. do a swim session today or, yeah. yeah. There's, there's ways of doing that um, and improving that way yeah so like listening to your body and and being very sensitive to some of those things rather than than allowing um yeah like you said if you were sick 
don't beat yourself mm. up and make yourself go out and do it because you could actually get quite injured if you do that and not get better too if you're not allowing your body to rest. It probably comes back to that rest thing before and, and recovery periods. Mm. And I found over the years that's one, been one thing that has hampered a lot of people just getting so emotionally and stressed about their program mm. and, yes, they're wanting to achieve and they wanted to get their goal but they're probably hampering themselves more by not listening to their body and, yeah, you still have to push yourself. <laughs> yeah. You still you have do. to have a, the body's still got to have a little bit of muscle soreness. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that consistency is so important too, isn't it? That's what a lot of people talk about, um, that being consistent and making sure that you do go out there and probably, I, I guess if you have a program and, I don't know, it had you running four times a week, five times a week and maybe cycling or swimming or whatever, some of the other days, but you get to the end of a week and you realize you've actually only been physical on two of those five or six, seven days. <laughs> Maybe you're not being as consistent as you need to be. Yeah. It's just, it's more like following your program, but just changing it around. Mm. So still following your program, mm. but if it's, you can't get out for a ride today because of the weather, um, you can still run in the rain. Yeah. So yeah, yeah ride tomorrow when it's a yeah. bit better day. Or Not being regimented. Go to the pool. Well. Mm. 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 Yeah, and no, I love that. That's really important and good advice as well. All right. Is there anything about this run or these kind of runs, you know, these endurance runs that you want to share before we hop off? No. Or have we touched most of the things? <laughs> I think we've touched most of the things. For now. Um, we'll see how we go once the training starts a bit better. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Are you doing um, triple, triple top with Timmy? No, no, triple top's not for me. <laughs> so I think I might have heard you say that before. Uh, it was, um, I was probably scarred. We ran trails in Brisbane, come down here. I was thinking I was a trail runner, come back home. Um, first year done triple top um, and it wasn't fire trails and it was actually trail running it is, yeah. and uh, I was a little bit shocked because we'd um, done a fair bit of trail running in Brisbane but it was Mount Glorious um, things things like that that were actually fire trails yeah. not trail running <laughs> as such yeah. so um, it scarred me a bit <laughs> And I think you do have to be a bit fitter um, to do triple top. Those you do. There'll be a few people who don't know, but um, as Sharon might have been about to say, there's big boulder screes and you've got to, it's almost climbing at one point. We've got to climb down a bit of a rock bit in order to get down to the next bit. And then I think, is it a K of rocks Mm -hmm. down? And I was just like, yes, that's not fun. Big big boulders and yeah, it's quite unusual. There's also path too, but a quite narrow mm. path and that one foot in front of the other. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people love it and they keep it. going back year after year. It's beautiful. Anyway, so you won't be doing that uh this weekend. <laughs> no. Are you gonna go support Tim? No. Oh good. Okay. Well you in- you can uh, go enjoy the craft. Well they start and they like finish. <laughs> It's a long day because you can't actually see no, it's anyone. So you just see them start and you see them finish. Um, if you can volunteer, 
which I, usually they have the SES volunteering on the trail. So, yeah, yeah it's a four-hour just waiting around for everyone to finish. Yeah, not so much fun. <laughs> we'll do a road run. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. All right. Thank yeah. you, Sharon. We will talk to you in a month and see how your training's going. And very, uh, It's going to be quite interesting to listen to you and, and Timmy and see because you'll both be doing the same training. Ish. Yes, but we'll both have different outcomes. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, it's fascinating. Watch this space. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. And just like that, we're off to a running start. A huge thank you to our courageous runners for sharing their stories and to you, our listeners, for joining us on this epic adventure. Remember, it's not just about the finish line. It's about the journey, the community and the moments of clarity along the way. Keep rooting for our runners and tune in for their regular monthly check-ins to see how their training is unfolding. And if you're enjoying this series, we'd love to hear from you. Why not leave us a review? and share the podcast with your friends. Let's all go a little nuts together.